Hello and welcome to episode four of the Her Helping Habit Fertility Frontiers podcast where we discuss egg donation, surrogacy, infertility and a whole host of other subjects under that scope. If you're a first time listener, welcome. It's great to have you here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And so on this show, we like to take someone who has experience or a story from the field of infertility, egg donation, surrogacy or anything in that kind of area and just have a nice chat with them, ask them some interesting questions and listen to what they have to say. And without further ado, I will promptly uh, let my uh, guest introduce themselves. Hello. So I'm Sam Bergdahl and I was the financial coordinator at HHH and built out the role and then transitioned somebody else into it. So I understand that whilst you were working there you also worked as a companion with a donor on an egg retrieval. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us kind of what the role and duties are of a companion? Yeah, so the role and duties of a companion are to assist them with the, some of the medical jargon that comes through, um, especially my companion, English wasn't her first language, so being able to be there to support her through uh, conversations with the nurses and the doctors, with the medications, making sure the amounts are right, um, and just kind of translating to her how the process goes. She had great English, so it's not like it was a huge um, barrier, but some of the terms and the amounts were confusing, so just being able to be there as emotional support, as uh, medical guidance to a certain degree, and um, helping with things like the injections, because um, especially as a first-time donor, she was really quite afraid of the needles. So we transitioned from me doing the injections for her to like guiding her to be able to do them herself um, until she was fully confident and ready to do them herself. But uh, the last few injections are a bit larger and a little bit more, so emotional support and like, okay, she, she was kind of like, you do this one, and I was like, okay, fine, yeah, I got you, and you know, getting her ice, making sure that she's taking her medication in the morning and at night and on time, um, and just really making sure that the process flows smoothly. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. I'd never thought, I guess, um, how much kind of goes into it and what you, you're really doing um, as a companion. And so do you meet with the person first or do you have talks with them before you do that? Or? Well, I would say in most scenarios, very much very likely. A lot of donors will bring companions that they know personally. Um, in this scenario, we went to the United States and because of her uh, visa being from India, the, the visa process or her passport was from India, so the visa process was quite long. Um, for one person, so having a Canadian passport, it was much easier for me to go with her. And um, being that I had donated once before, and I was part of the business, I knew a lot, so it was it was a good match. So we didn't actually meet until we were at the New York airport. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can imagine that's quite an interesting situation. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we really got along. I was a little bit like I don't know, like. You know, maybe we'll talk a lot or maybe we won't, I don't know, but we ended up becoming friends. Oh, well, that sounds really lovely. Um, okay, so can you uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the process? Like, what was your experience? Um, what did you get up to? Stuff like that. It was awesome. I mean, again, I think it, it, for me, it was a really last minute thing. Most of the time, the companion's very well prepared in advance. Um, but being that I was part of the company and Katie's friend and the visa thing kind of all happened last minute, I was at volleyball with Katie on Tuesday and getting on a plane on Friday morning or Thursday morning. 
Um, so it was really exciting though because I'd never been to Connecticut and it was really close to New York and there was just a lot of opportunity for us to be able to spend some time doing fun things. Um, it was May of 2022 and so we had good weather and uh, we spent our time in Stanford, Connecticut, which is a really beautiful place. And we had an Airbnb, so we had our two separate rooms and a kitchen where we could make food together. And we spent a lot of time like walking around and visiting the beach and some uh, green spaces. We went to the mall at one point, um, just kind of hung out. Sometimes we just stayed in bed and watched movies together. Other times we went out and explored and, um, Obviously, every two days for the first bit, you're going to the doctors, and so we were within walking distance of the doctors, and we'd go for the morning, and then we'd come back, and we had free time, and um, we spent two days in New York. Um, luckily, like we, it was a 45-minute train, so as long as we have the medications all good, we cleared it with the doctors, made sure that... Um, the, some medications you have to keep cold. This one in particular, once you start using it, it's good for 30 days. So we kept it in like a cool uh, water bottle just to make sure it was good. But um, that way, no matter where we were, we were able to do her shot on time. Um, so just putting all the pieces together to be responsible since we were going further away from the Airbnb. Uh, but we were able to go to New York and we went to um, Luna Park at Coney Island and we walked around Central Park and uh, Manhattan, and then we went the second day and actually visited a friend of mine, and she did a, like, a whole walking tour for us of like Soho and other neighborhoods, I don't remember the name of, and New York Pizza, and just got to see Grand Central Station, and so it was a really fun little trip for us to, it's almost like a vacation, like um, I had a bit of computer work to do here and there, but otherwise both of us were free time and so we were there for two weeks and um, yeah it was it was a lot of fun. Okay that's cool actually that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what about the actual egg donation kind of the retrieval day so like what's that like for you as the person accompanying? Yeah um, pretty simple I mean you need to make sure of course like no food or water beforehand um, making sure that the trigger shots like they're 12 hours apart at very specific times. I've heard of some that are like, oh, four in the morning and four in the afternoon. Luckily ours is like nine in the morning at nine at night, but making sure, okay, like on the dot, we've got everything ready. We're doing it exactly at that time. You've got your medication ready. We're sorted, your comfy clothes, good to go. Um, and then her retrieval was at eight in the morning, I believe. So we just woke up, walked over to the clinic. Everything was all good. She's obviously very bloated at that point, like ready. Um, and then, it was still uh, kind of masks COVID time, so I wasn't allowed to go in with her. I went to like a certain extent where we talked with the nurses and then it was like, okay, time to separate. So I walked over to um, a bagel shop and got her food and myself food for afterwards. And by the time I got back, she was just in the room. They'd given her some snacks and some juice and she was great. She was like, oh, that was awesome. I could do that again. It was super easy and simple, and they took really good care of her. Um, so really, it's just about being support. We Ubered back, you know, five minutes just to kind of, like, stop her from having to walk, and then just relaxed for the rest of the day, and just kind of, like, you know, if does, do you need anything? Are you feeling okay? She was really um, 
quite good. Like there wasn't really any cramping or anything for her, so it was a really easy process. Other people, like I remember um, the one donation I did, I was a bit like loopy and like didn't feel too great for a little bit, so just lay in bed. But with um, with the, the donor I went with, she it was really smooth. So we just chilled and, and ate some uh, macaroni because that's what we were craving and uh, watched movies and. That was that was pretty much it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not too stressful. Yeah, <laughs> no, it went really smooth. Wicked. Um, okay, cool. Uh, the last question then would be, um, what was your favorite part of being a companion? Like, uh, well, the kind of last minute trip to somewhere very new and actually getting to see New York, I think, was really cool. Um, it was kind of one of those things being from small town Alberta. I was like, hey, I've only seen this in movies, and suddenly I'm like in Grand, like, or uh, Central Park and um, Grand Central Station. And just kind of for my unique situation, making a new friend and the fact that we really got along and we were able to do things together was really nice. For other companions, I would say um, they likely know their, the donor that they're going with. And so just getting some time to explore new places and hang out and spend time together is a really great part of being a companion. Awesome. Well, that's great. <laughs> I don't think I could even go more in depth than that. It sounds like a lovely little trip. Yeah, it was really nice. To help someone. Like, okay, awesome. Well, thank you for talking to us today. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's been really illuminating and I now know what a companion does. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks again for coming in. It's been a pleasure. All right, well, that is the end of today's episode. If you uh, want to know more about some of the things we've been talking about or you have any questions or concerns or you just want to reach out for a chat, you can find and contact us in numerous ways. You can head to www.herhelpinhabit.com for our website. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. So plenty of ways to get in touch. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day. Hey guys, it's uh, Sam here just with a little PSA. I was listening over the podcast and uh, there was something that came up for me that I wanted to make sure I share as a disclaimer at the end of this. Um, I know that I said that the donor I was a companion for and I went to Luna Park at Coney Island, which for those of you that know it, know it. And for those of you that don't, it's a, an amusement park with roller coasters. Um, this is something fun to do, but I want to make sure that everyone knows what they should or should not do during their cycles. And this will make sense in a second. Um, the one donation that I did do was in Montreal and I learned that they had a roller coaster park called La Ronde that I really wanted to go to. Um, and I decided before I went, because I almost bought a ticket, that I should have a conversation with the nurse. And she stated that if had this been, you know, maybe the first day, th three days of my cycle, it probably could have been okay. But because it was after day three, my ovaries had already grown to be too large and something like a roller coaster could make them actually like flip upside down or invert. So um, very painful, very much puts the donation at risk, if not... Uh, 
completely affect it and uh, not something you want to experience. So I just want to make sure if you're in a place that has like an amusement park, for example, or something where you're not sure if you should do it, just talk to your doctor, have a conversation with your doctor and your case manager and uh, make sure that it's something that's not going to affect the donation because you would much rather have a great donation than a fun time at a park for two hours. So, um, what? Yeah. Plus, it, uh, and, and as another part, it affects your own health. So just keep that in mind. Uh, make sure that you are always going into the re, like the retrieval process with the donation in mind, and even leading up to it, and that you're taking the right steps so that your health is the best it can be, and so is the donation process because there's going to be some really happy people on the other end of it. So, a little PSA from me. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, thanks for listening and supporting her helping habits. They are making differences around the world.